Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour. This is Power Hour, all about if I can't, I must, which is so appropriate for any of you who have taken Essence of Being and any of you who are thinking of taking it and any of the other classes that we do. But it's really appropriate because we just finished our mastery program, which we have 33 new masters who were already masters, but um, now they really are owning it. And boy, did that uh, that really propel them into, if I can't, I must. And I know that came up quite a bit <laughs> for this particular uh, mastery program because that is certainly what we want all of us to remember that if we get stuck sometimes in our fear, uh, it keeps us stuck there, obviously, and we don't, we don't go forward. And we just say the words, I can't, I shouldn't, I don't, I won't, all of those things that keep us limited in moving forward and getting what we want. So welcome to If I Can't, I Must. And I want to start off just by giving a little bit of more explanation about what that is, just a reminder for all of us to help us move through this Thanksgiving um, week coming up and allowing us to really tap into being and being all that we can be, being committed to who we are, standing in our integrity and saying, you know what, I may be afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. If, I, if you find yourself saying, I can't, very often, I really encourage and challenge all of us to say, if I can't, I must. So anytime you find yourself saying to yourself, I can't do it, I just can't do it, shift that and reframe that into, I must do it. Because what it will do, number two things, what it will do is it will make you a lot more aware of how many times you say I can't. Because once you say, I can't, then you train yourself to say, I must. So instead of saying, I can't, you shift it immediately immediately to, I must. And if there are things that you feel like you really can't do and you shift it to, I must, then just the simple act of shifting it to saying, I must, is going to keep you from saying, I can't. <laughs> because you're going to catch yourself saying, oh, darn, I guess I'm going to have to do it now because I said I can't. So I must do it. So that's one thing it'll do is it'll help you become more aware of how many times you say I can't do it or I just can't get it or I don't get it or I can't have it. So that's one piece that'll happen. The other thing it does is it reframes you into stopping your limiting beliefs that you can't do something. So the awareness that you are saying it is one thing and then the pushing you forward is the next step, is to saying, you know what, I'm afraid. Usually when people say, I can't, it's because they're afraid. Either they don't know that they can, or they're afraid that they can't, or even they're afraid that they can, that they're afraid of their own power. So they say, I can't, to keep them from playing big. Because if they play big... Some of the fear usually is I might fall big if if I make a mistake or if I fall or if something happens, then I'll be exposed. So I'll just play small and say I can't. That way I'm not. Unfortunately, what it does also, not just risk, uh, it keeps you uh, from not risking anything. It also keeps you from perhaps really living full on 100%. So when you say, if I can't, I must, the whole concept of that is saying, you know what? Play out 100%. No hesitancy. No drawing back. No ineffectiveness. Just think about when you jump into a pool, and I use this analogy in a lot of the workshops. When you jump into a pool, you're committed. You are doing it. There's no I can't. So that one little step right before you say I can't, you push yourself out and there's just no way you're turning back. So 
it's hard to enjoy life if you're walking around the pool with your little toe in all the time, saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Putting your little toe in the water just really doesn't help you enjoy that swimming pool. So what you do is you hold your nose and you jump. And it's scary sometimes, and it may be unknown, but man, when you go for it and you jump in the water, you can really enjoy it a lot more. And even though you might be afraid to do it, do it anyway. Because if you let fear stop you from being who you are, then you might as well just not play. And the thing I want to say about that is give yourself permission to play. Give yourself permission to jump, to take that leap of faith. By saying, if I can't, I must, you're saying to yourself, I choose to, to jump. I choose to take that faith. I'm not going to let fear stop me. And remember, for all of you who have taken the classes before, part of Course in Miracles says that, Claudette Viot. Hello? Claudette Viot. Hello? Claudette. Claudette. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're in the middle of talking about if I can't, I must. I'm glad you're with us. Thank you. You're welcome. So what I'm saying about fear is for those of you who remember uh, that it can stand for false evidence appearing real that we've gathered all, all this evidence for a all of us to instead of looking for all the flaws and looking for all the things that aren't working let's look for things that are working let's focus on those so because we just had this mastery class there were a lot of people who were, were saying I can't I can't do that and all they had to do was give themselves permission to step through the fear of I can't and if you use these words, if I can't, I must, that is a great mantra to help you to step through the fear. Go through that and beyond. When we did the fire walk at Mastery last week, some people said, I can't. And what we always tell people when you're going through these breakthrough experiences is you don't focus on the fire. You don't focus on all the stuff. You focus on what's beyond it. You focus on the outcome. You focus as though it's already happened. So there was a little bit of water at the end of our fire walk, and what I tell people to do is just, just walk to the water. Imagine yourself walking into the water. And the interesting thing that happened this last week was a lot of people walked through the fire and they said, well, I don't even feel it. The thing that I felt was the water. <laughs> so that was weird. I was like, the water's really hurting, not uh, not the fire. 
because it was really cold. So here's the thing about that. If you focus on what is working and you focus on what is beyond what you're afraid of, then that can help. Basically, you trick yourself. You trick yourself into thinking, I can do this. And if I can't, then I must do it. I must do it. I have to jump into the pool because if you're not jumping in the pool, it's really hard to swim around with your toe in the water, with just your toe. So a lot of us, one of the things that I'll say about if I can't, I must, is you have to give yourself permission to step through it and go beyond. Just focus on what's on the outcome. Focus on the outcome. And the funny thing about all of that is once you focus on the outcome, and you say that's that's where I'm going. That's that's what I'm really focusing. Then you have to also, at the same time, while you're focusing on the outcome, you also have to let go of being attached to the outcome. So it sounds really weird. It's like this oxymoron. It's uh, it doesn't make sense to our thinking brain. So you're telling me to focus on the outcome but not be attached to it. So once you set an intention for something that you want in your life, and then let's say let's say let's say it's a job, a new job or a new business or something that you really want and you set your intention and then you say these words, if I can't I must. And you set the intention and things just something comes up that really blocks you. You think, oh, I, I just can't do it. This is a big block. I'm, I, I don't know what to do. It's not happening the fast, fast as I want. I don't have the money I want. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not getting the calls. I'm not getting the experience. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's the same thing as saying I can't. So instead of focusing... Once you've set your intention, instead of focusing on all the can'ts and the nots, and it's to this and to that and I don't know, instead of focusing on all that, you focus again on the outcome. You say, you know what? All of that is not real. It's just my fear. That's just limiting blocks coming up for me. And I have a choice. I can move through it. Or I can I can step back. I can play at fifty percent, or I can play at a hundred percent. Do I really, really want what I want? See, if you make a conscious choice of what you want to have, if you're not sure whether you really want it, you know, take a few minutes just to imagine what it is that you want. Let's play a little game and I'll help you with this. So just imagine something that you really want. Just picture it in your mind. Okay, so if you can't picture it or feel what it's like, then it may not be what you really want. Sometimes you're not able to happen the And 
that you feel that, ask yourself, what do I want to really focus on? Do I want to focus on having or not having that? Do I want to feel this or do I not want to feel this? So every time you say I can't, it it negates that feeling place. And we start feeling unworthy or feeling we don't deserve it or feeling it's just not worth our time or it's too hard or I'm going to be disappointed again. So those feelings, those fears that come up, it undermines our intention. So once you set your intention, you make a conscious choice. You say, this is it. This is what I choose to have. This is, what, this is my outcome. So let me give you the same example of the fire. So we're walking across the fire. Your intention is not to walk on the fire. Your intention is to get into the water. You go beyond what the stumbling blocks might be. You go beyond what the blocks might be. And that's what the thing that helps you get there is saying, if I can't, I must. Basically, you're giving yourself permission and you're choosing to move yourself forward. Now, what I said is that there's a little bit of an oxymoron. It's sort of saying, I want to get to the water, but I'm not attached. I'm not attached if I reach it or not. I'm going to enjoy the journey. So <laughs> it's a really fun little game you can play with your mind. Because your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. Your thinking mind, your prefrontal cortex, that part of your brain really is a thinking brain, and it plays tricks on you. So the, sec- the step of achieving that goal or being able to commit to it and being 100% full-on, not being hesitant, not drawing back, not being ineffective, all the things that can block you. That's the commitment part. You've got to be sure. No wishful ifs or maybes. Maybe it'll feel good. Maybe I can have it. Maybe it'll work. It has to have no ambivalence. So this step requires you to focus your intention and to experience the conviction that you can have it. So have you ever gotten something you desperately wanted only to find out that you didn't want it after all? Or that you didn't know what to do with it when you got it? So this could be, not always, but this could be a lack of commitment, thinking that's not really what I wanted anyway. I'm not really committed to having it. So once you have your intention, once you focus your intention and let go of the outcome of the intention, the the thing that really does work is if you you have to um, affirm this is what you want no matter what. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes. So ask yourself, am I really willing to do whatever it takes? to get what I want. The sound of your voice creates a wave and a form and the power of your intention and the clarity of your visualization. If you do that, if you actually verbalize it, write it down and verbalize what it is that you want, it creates a waveform and it creates clarity in your mind and it gives that waveform strength and it gives that waveform endurance so if any of you are having any kind of um, around um, if I can't I must or you think that you're trying to get something and and fear keeps stopping you 
um, give me a give me an example and I'll help you work through it. Or do you have any questions about any of this? I have a question. Yeah. Um, for me, or the question that I have is, what is the difference between intuition and fear? Um, if you're doing something or not. In other words, well, how will I know if I'm afraid to do something out of fear or if it's my intuition telling me not to do it? Great question. Great question. And uh, people have asked me that before. And for me, I have a really simple answer. Uh, and what has worked for me is if, I know that a lot of us, I tell people, tap into your intuition and it will tell you. Uh, your intuition is never wrong. Your intuition is your spirit self or your knowing, your higher power, your higher self, the one that knows things. So if it's, if it's telling you not to do something, I always feel it in my, in my uh, belly. I feel a little in my gut, I guess is what I would say. I have a little tingling in my gut. So I say I'm going to do something. And if I feel a little tingling in my gut, I know that that's something that is correct. Or if I say I'm afraid to do it, or I, I guess the best way to say it is, um, is this in the highest good for all concerned, for me to go after this or do this or create this? Or if this is what I want, is this in the highest and best interest for, for me? And if you feel a little tingling in your tummy, then that's your answer. Now, if you ask the same thing and say, if I go for this and you feel it in your head, in other words, your head, you start thinking of all the reasons why not, but you don't feel it in your body, you just think about it, about all the reasons why, you start going through the grocery list, you go through the list of, well, better not do this, better not do that. I can't buy that Mercedes because of the insurance. It'll cost it. You start thinking about it. That is fear to me. Okay. So the thinking brain really can think you through a lot of fear, and it tries to analyze things. But the gut or your mammalian brain, if you will, it's your emotional brain, that part of you that's in your gut, that's why they call it gut instincts, it's because it really is an instinctual mammalian part of your brain. That's It's something you feel. It's your feeling brain. And it tingles. So I always ask, is it, the, is it in my highest and best interest? Or is it in the highest best good for all? Those are great questions to ask before you make a decision or go into a new something or think this is what you might want to do or have or be. Does that help? Mm-hmm. Tremendously. Yeah, so just, just say it like if it's, um, um, should I buy this uh, Mercedes, then just first things that come up, do you feel a little tingle in your gut or do you feel all the list in your brain? Okay. Does anybody else have any questions about any of this? Burge, i got a question. Um, what do you do when you, you know, fear paralyzes me? And when you get frozen, what is something I can do to get out of that, to move forward, to be able to move forward when, even when I'm frozen? You saw yourself out. You get in front of a heater. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you go into a sweat lodge and get really, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, right. and, yes. So, Okay. This You have three responses, okay, when you have fear. You have three responses. And that's why when I say if I can't, I must, it kind of negates all these responses. But let me just explain them. You either fight, flight, or freeze. So you have fear and you're either going to fight it or you flee, you run, or you freeze. So a lot of yeah, times... I... Say again? <laughs> huh? 
Huh? I I freeze. Okay. So when you freeze, you're just sitting there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting there frozen. So yep. you know, think about think about a bird of prey, you know, and you're a squirrel, and if you're frozen with fear, guess what's gonna happen? You get eaten. <laughs> yeah. You're a great target, you know? So if you find yourself being frozen with fear and not wanting to move, um, to me, either fight or flight is the next step. You either run or you fight, okay, because at least you're in motion. And then, of course, the fight or flight theory is it's your reptilian brain. I mean, really, all of those responses is your reptilian brain. It's that autom- you know, autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's that nervous system that says, you know, there's somebody chasing me. I've got to fight them or run or freeze. So are you Maybe. saying to kind of work my way up this the way we do the emotional ladder? <laughs> well, just know that if you're frozen, you're in your reptilian brain. Right. And so, and so what I'm giving you is a tool. But that's why we say if I can't, I must. So you're basically saying, okay, I'm frozen with fear. I don't know which way to go. So I'm going to choose out of frozen, I'm going to either run or I'm going to fight. Now, knowing in your, in your those still you're in the reptilian brain when you do that, okay? Those are the three Fs, fight, flight, freeze. Okay. So you're still in your brain. You're still in your reptilian brain. So, yeah, you're moving. we want you to move up <laughs> from the reptilian brain up to next would be the mammalian brain, which is your feeling brain. That's that. It's the feeling brain that actually helps you discharge your fear. So instead of being frozen, you can actually discharge your fear. What I mean by that is that's why we, when we do these processes in the workshops, it's sort of um, a discharge of fear. If you just sit there, what happens is your body absorbs that and it and it just accumulates. So that's why it's good to do a physical release, a voice release, an emotional, some type of discharge that will sort of like, think about it when you're a kid. What does a kid do when they're afraid or when they're upset or when they are angry or when they're sad? They discharge it until we've been told so many times to either be quiet, uh, it's not okay to do that, Children are seen and not heard. Don't you know? Don't cause a ruckus. Be nice. You know, shut up. Be quiet. Yeah. Sit still. So we're told that a lot. Um, many of us have been in school or wherever, and therefore we learn. Oh well, we we can't discharge our fear. We can't discharge our feelings. And so the mammalian brain kind of shuts down a little bit. So in order for us to um, move up to the, from the reptilian to the mammalian part of our, life, of our brains, we have to be able to discharge so that our prefrontal cortex, our thinking brain, can take over. So once we've discharged our fear, once we've allowed ourselves to say, okay, Screw it. I'm going for it anyway. I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I'm going to run. Okay, I'm not going to run anymore because that doesn't really work. Okay, I'm going to fight. No, I didn't really. I'm going to fight, but that doesn't feel good either. So yes, you're right. You're right, Rainy. You walk up the the brain. You're walking up <laughs> the brain. You're absolutely right. From the reptilian to the mammalian, and you're saying, you know what? I want to feel something. I don't want to be frozen. I want to thaw out. I want to. I want to be able to discharge this. You know, we find it in nature. Nature does this. Nature allows your, you know, the animals discharge. They don't yeah. just, they, you know, they flap their wings. Like if, like if a if a bird hits a window, it gets mm-hmm. it gets frozen for a minute. You know, it's it's all jumbled up and doesn't know what to do. And so, what does it do? It flaps around and flips around and flaps its wings, and shakes it off. It's a discharge. Yeah. So and then they can have their thinking brain go, okay, get up and fly, go. But it's called learned helplessness. Basically, 
we learn to be helpless. We learn to just freeze. Yeah, I found that was very helpful this weekend for me. Before I did everything, I did three deep breaths. So that was like myself. So I just, you know. That's a discharge, you know. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That's fine. Okay, if I can, I must. <laughs> yeah, if I can't, I must. And and really, it's a real simple saying, but it has very deep implications. And it's just, I'm just saying this might be a a really cool um, mantra for people. If you find yourself afraid to step forward or commit or to play 100% full on, to step through the fear, don't try to go around it. Just step through it. And what's on the other side is you just focus on that outcome while not being attached to it. Yeah, that's the that's the tricky part. It's gonna take me a minute. <laughs> well, like I said, it's it's a it, your your brain really plays plays it plays a trick on you. So how yeah. can I how can I want something so much and have a desire? Okay, I get that, and and I'm gonna use the fire walk again. Let's say, you know, you really want to walk you want to walk through the fire, but the real outcome is. Uh, the water on the other side. So you focus on the water on the other side, but you can't be attached to whether you get there or not. Well, I, I think it, what came up for me was tr it's trust. You know, it, it, it all revolves around that trust because if you have that trust, you can focus on what you want and then let go and trust that the universe or God, God is whoever is going to provide something that's in your best and highest good. You know, but you're setting the intention for what you want. So it made me think about trust. That's what came up for me. That's, that is exactly, it's for sitting right on my paper, the next thing I was going to say, the, the last step. <laughs> uh, I am not at Burgess House. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing is trust because, yeah. boy, you got to have, you got to have a little bit of faith or a little bit of trust to be able to say, I'm going to let go. I'm just going to let go. It's that whole part about the trapeze bar, about letting go of your trapeze bar long enough to grab the other. And just for an instant, you're flying in the air without any support. You're flying. And there's that fear that comes up for people that I'm going to fall, that I won't be able to catch that trapeze bar. So I'm just going to hold on to my trapeze bar because uh, it's safe. It's not what I want but at least I, I know it. So there has to be somewhere inside of you that says, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have faith that I'm going to fly as long as I need, and that trapeze bar, I'll catch it. But see, a lot of people have maybe been disappointed in their life where they've, you know, they've said, okay, I'm going for something I really want, whether it's a person or a relationship or a job or business or some goal that they have. I'm really going to go for it. I really want to be loved. I want this perfect relationship. And they've trusted and had a little faith and they let go and allowed themselves to fly. And in the past, they've had evidence that they could fall, that they've fallen. They got hurt. So what do you do? Do you keep trying or do you just stay there on the frozen rocks down below? And I'll go back to that same analogy I've always used about a baby learning how to walk. If you stopped and just sat your butt down and didn't try again, you would never walk. But it's an instinctual drive that human beings have is to tap into that drive of if I can't, I must. I'm extraordinary. I want this. I am a master at this. I, I can choose this. I do choose this. I am that. I'm never going to give up on myself. I am important. I do make a difference. I can walk. It's a drive that keeps us going 
and again, so many of us start believing the the untruths about us, the unreal parts about us, that we can't do it, or it's too hard, or too too whatever. So set your intention. Focus on what you want. Focus on the outcome and not be attached to it coming a certain way or a certain time or a certain way it looks and trust and have a little bit of faith that you deserve it and that it's coming. It's coming. You have to release all of that to God, universe, great spirit, higher self, the unknown, whatever you want to call it. You have to release that. Let the universe take over and deliver what you've ordered. You can't keep looking in the garage and say, my my car is not here yet. My relationship's not here yet. Because all that does is makes you, makes you feel disappointed. You might as well just sit down and not get back up. But see, we all came here for a reason. We all have a purpose for being here. And I encourage all of us to find that purpose. I think many of us have found bits and pieces of it. I encourage all of us to say, what is my purpose for being here? If I don't know, then I'm going to find out. Again, I say this with all my workshops and all the teleseminars and all the, the everything that I teach, is if you don't have a big enough why, then nothing else will matter. You have to have a good why. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why do I want this? Does anybody else have anything they want to share or say or ask any questions or comments? First, I just want to say, um, back to what we were talking about, I think that's why the workshops have been so important to me is that I needed – I needed to be able to experience trust, and this weekend I really got a, a big taste of that. So that's why it's important, because for some people we don't we haven't experienced it yet, and that's the magic of essence of being for me. Yeah, and even though you know, even saying you, you haven't experienced it, you know, just we forget. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm sure I've experienced it, but it just allowed me to experience it in a safe way. Yeah. Safe to be reminded of what it felt like, yeah. Yeah. So one of my cards, when it says, if I can't, I must, it says, if something isn't working in your life, then you must find a way to break through. By reframing your thoughts and words, you push through your fears. So let's play a little bit. Anybody else want to share anything else or ask? Or anything at all? I just want to share that this is amazing and I really agree with what Dina said about the experience in the workshop and really not only uh, experiencing it, but really, like, once you experience it, you really understand it. Like, for example, at Mastery, when we learned focus, I'm not going to say what we did, just in case there's people haven't been there, but, you know, I really think that that was a great way to really understand it is by feeling it and experiencing it. Yeah, it's it's a third-dimensional experience. So, again, it goes back to that learned helplessness, that we learn that we're helpless because we're really not, but we learn it through all of our filters and all of the people and outside influences telling us so that we're helpless. 
and that we better shut up and sit down and be quiet and don't move and act nice. So with this learned helplessness, it's fascinating to me how we can learn that. The, the truth for me is we can unlearn it. We can get out of that learned helplessness by releasing or discharging, even by shaking it out or flailing about or voicing yourself. or you know, It teaches us to be resilient, to bounce back. We can bounce back. and say, it's worth it to me. I choose to have what I want. I'm worth it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do whatever it takes to break free. That's the determination. That's the power. To access that power to be able to create what we want. So what I wanted to do was to do a little meditation around it because, see, our power equals our ability to choose. So if you're willing, anybody else have anything to share? I can do a little meditation about success, and if I can't, I must. Or if you have anything coming up that I can help you with. I have um, something to share, Bert. Yes. So, um, the day after mastery, uh, I had received some uh, news, and you know, I'm the queen of expectations. So, I'm just imagining myself sharing my experience and joy from mastery, and I'm so like. Um, taken off guard by the news that I'm having difficulty, uh, you know, enjoying the aftermath, the, the, the side effects of, of mastery. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so just, I don't know, I'm stuck <laughs> and I'm not willing want- to sh- Okay, so how do you, how do you want to feel? Um, how do I want to feel? Um, I want to f- secure and powerful okay. and happy. Okay. You want to feel secure, powerful, and happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Was there a time in your life very recently where you felt powerful, secure, and happy? Yeah. Okay. Can you access that now? Of course. Okay. So access that now. But first, that doesn't affect what's going on with me. No, I'm just asking you how you want to feel, hon, first. Okay. So if you're wanting to, I mean, without really knowing what's, you know, what's going on, all I can say is if there's something that's keeping you from feeling the, empowerment mm-hmm. and the happiness and the what you call it glow afterglow yeah okay if there's something that's keeping you from that so you have a choice you have a choice to feel however you want and so what i'm asking you to do is to access that part of you that no matter what knows you're safe knows that you're powerful knows you're happy you know how to feel that way. You have access to that. It's yours, and nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. Nothing. Nothing can take that away from you unless you let them. You have the power to feel however you want. You can choose minute by minute. I choose to feel empowered like I did at Mastery. I choose to stand on top of the mountain and scream and say, I am. But what if it has to do with your health? Okay. You still do it. Because remember, your health is an absolute reflection 
of what's going on in you, with you inside. If you believe that, that emotions can create and your thoughts can create, it can create anything. And if something's coming up for you to look at, just like Dina was talking about earlier, some things were coming up for her to look at so that she could choose out of that. She could choose to feel differently. She can choose to focus on what it is that she really wants, which, which is forgiving. And you want to focus on great health. Well, I want to focus on career, but... <laughs> You know, I don't really have a choice right now but to focus on health. Oh, because you just don't feel good. Well, I, I had gotten some test results back, so it's like presented itself. And I'm like so pumped from mastery to go into my position of power. Yes. And, you know, if you're sick, you, you physically cannot do that. And I feel like I don't have time to deal with this, like, why would you give me this? I don't want to deal with this. Okay. Okay. I so mean, when you're asking why, when you're asking why, honey, it's a question of why. I ask that all the time. Why is this happening to me right now? Right. You know, why is this happening to me? Okay. It's happening to me for a reason. So am I going to discover that reason and move through it? Or am I just going to be confused? Right. So I choose to discover what the reason is so I can move through it. Because this doesn't feel good, and I don't want to feel this way. And I don't want to be stuck. Right. Well, and you're saying, I don't want to be stuck. What do you want? You're saying, I don't want to walk on those hot coals. I want what? What do you want? I want to break free. Okay. I want to break free. I choose to break free. I'm focusing on the breakthrough. I'm going to focus on the breakthrough. I don't care how it comes. I don't care when it comes. I'm not going to be attached to when it comes or how it comes. Because all that will do is set me up for disappointment because I'm, like you said, you said at the very beginning, I'm the queen of expectations. So let those expectations go right out the window. Yeah, I had a different outset of what mastery was going to be like. And I started playing the next day. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> and I told Paul my frustration, and he says, you're playing moment every moment, every moment. And so, you know, I'm just uh, struggling. Cause, okay, honey. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what. Why don't you do me a favor um, and give me a call tomorrow offline, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. But this is for anybody listening on the call tonight, if you're feeling stuck, you always have a choice. You have a choice to either keep focusing on what you're stuck about or focus on what it is that you want want the outcome to be and then not be attached to it and just let it go. So you set the intention, you focus on what you want, and then you trust that it's going to happen. And you go about your day, you go about your life, And I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but it's a, it is a it is a learned response. Just like feeling helpless, you can learn how to feel empowered more and more and more and more. And the best way to do that is to access those moments in your life where you felt empowered, and give yourself a break. If any of you are feeling uh, after a, such an experiential week, um, if you took mastery or even if you didn't, if you have a lot of uh, breakthroughs and experiential um, connections and releasing a lot, uh, oftentimes your body's just catching up. It's detoxing. Your body's just releasing still. This is not unusual. 
So forgive yourself and move on. So let's have a little meditation so that we can feel the success of if I can't, I must. So uncross your legs. Take a deep breath. Hopefully you're not driving. Close your eyes. Rub your legs. Put your hands on your legs and your feet on the floor. Your hands on your knees. What I'd like for you to do is take one more breath. And picture in your mind... Or think of a time that you felt the most successful. Who was there? Were you alone? Think about and visualize what had you accomplished. Picture that moment in your mind. How did that feel? Feel the triumph. You are wonderful. You can have it all. Feel that you are the best at what you can do. It's okay to be successful. Everyone wants you to win. You can have it all. Now clench your fist. And say to yourselves, I have chosen success. I consciously choose to win. I deserve to win. Feel the passion that you make it happen. You are worthy of feeling this. Run, run, see yourself running. Run to the top of the mountain. Run to the top of the mountain and stand at the top of the mountain and say, I can have it all. I can make it. I choose it. Let the world hear you. I can be successful. I am successful. I am worthy. I'm deserving of everything. Abundance surrounds me. All I need do is ask. Stand at the top of the mountain, clenching your fist in the air, saying, I am, and feel yourself full of energy and totally connected and powerful, full of self-esteem. The warrior within you is free to choose. You are perfection. You are powerful. The universe says, yes, there is enough. You are enough. Everything is yours. Abundance is flowing, and you attract like beings to you, powerful, responsible, connected, connected to God, the great spirit, your source, whatever you want to call it. You are the light. You are energy in motion. You sense the feeling of manifestation. You say, I am free to choose. I am a light being, totally responsible. I can achieve anything I desire. I am whole. I have awakened my inner being. 
and feel the universe beating. I am a spiritual warrior. I am empowered. I am success. This feeling is with me forever. It's a part of me. And then see all that around you and through you, above you and below you. Slowly come back into the room and rub your hands on your legs, your feet on the floor. Open your eyes and take a deep breath. If I can't, I must. How's everybody feel? Right. Relax. You can have this feeling anytime. I hope this gives you enough of a sense of how powerful you really are and that you have choices all the time. And if you ever feel stuck, just say, if I can't, I must, and make that extra step. Don't worry about falling down. That's part of the process. And the next time we speak for these power hours will be December 17th. It's another power hour, and that one is going to be on giving and receiving. The giving and receiving is the same energy. Just a reminder of how to open up our vortex of receiving. Just in time for the holidays. (laughs) So as you go off to eat your turkey and do whatever you do for Thanksgiving, just remember, I am empowered. I am success. If I can't, I must. I'm playing 100% full on. I will not let my fear stop me. And it's okay to discharge my fears. Set my intention Focus on the outcome and trust and have a little bit of faith that it's going to come. And it does. So I hope you guys, gals out there got a lot out of this or at least a little boost. And just know that when we let go of each other on the phone call, we really never let go. And may today there be peace within you. May you trust your highest power that you're exactly where you're meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. And may you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing that you are a child of the God, Goddess, Universe, Great Spirit, Source Energy. Let this presence settle into our bones and allow our souls the freedom to sing and dance. It is there for each and every one of us. And so it is. And you guys and gals rock. 
Thank you, Bird. Thank you. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, everybody. You rock more. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you all. Love you guys. Love you all. Love you. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye.